It's time for Business Minds Coffee Chat, an inspiring show about the journey to personal and professional growth. And now, your host, Jay Shear. Hey everyone, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat, and I am your host, Jay Shear. And I am super excited today because I've got a special guest here in the studio with me. My guest is a husband and father of two, a realtor, a former radio show host, an entrepreneur, and he just so happens to be the chair of the Flagler County School Board. Please welcome Will Furry. Jay, well, thanks for having me. Absolutely. It is fantastic to see you. Thank you so much for being here Likewise, today. Likewise. Glad to be. Well, wonderful. Well I, well, I thought a good starting point for us would be for you to share with us maybe three or four words that come to mind to describe yourself. Okay. Three or four words. It's always the least thing I, I like to do is talk about myself, but <laughs> I guess that's what this is all about. So, Absolutely. Uh, yes, uh, I would say that uh, faithful, optimistic, resilient, um, and uh, determined, and um, positive. And yeah, positive. Yeah, I'd say those, those, those words – Sum me up in a general sense. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so faithful, optimistic, resilient, determined, and positive. Yes. All right, I love it. So give us an example then of, let's take resilience, because I think that's, uh, that, that's a pretty powerful word. Actually, they all are, but let's look at resilience for a moment and give us an example of something in your life. It can be from early on, it can be current, but something where you have demonstrated to yourself that level of resilience that it, it that made you decide to use that as one of the words to describe yourself. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that the, the most recent time where resilience came to be a valuable trait is uh, in in the uh, election for for school board. Okay. Um you know, that is a very challenging thing for someone to do that that uh that may have never experienced uh, running for political office because you are you are constantly being challenged on who you are, what you're going to do, and you're offered up a lot of opinions about yourself. A lot of people want to try and define you, right? And <clears throat> if you don't know who you are, then you might actually believe them. Uh, <laughs> Good and point. Uh, so it's important to know uh, what defines you as a person. Um, I believe before you do anything, whether it's in public office and business and relationships, um, knowing who you are is very valuable when building relationships, businesses, just fill in the blank. So speaking of the election and, and the resilience that you had to demonstrate and muster to go through that process, what is something that you, what did you learn about yourself through that whole process? Well, what I learned is is that the process itself is I, – I, I actually think it's a great process. I think it's a great way of vetting, although there's a lot of side things that go on in elections that may not be pleasant <clears throat> in the end. Uh, the the electorate is, is very um, – is smarter than some people I give them credit for, right? Uh, they see through the noise. Um, but at the same time, you have to constantly stay true to who you are. And, and because what, what I noticed happened in there is that 
the there were certain candidates that would would shift their message uh, to appease the electorate, whatever they felt might the, the the electorate buy into, right? And it wasn't necessarily the original message, right? And I found it uh, very challenging to resist that. And so I had to be resilient in, in the sense of sticking to my platform, which was truly what I believed and what I was going to do and be honest with that and carry that all the way to through through the primary <clears throat> and through the general election and I and I stayed on message all the way through and never deterred from that and I think that 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 uh, the voters respected that um, and that that took a lot of discipline and because you are tempted to sometimes kind of go um, with the flow right? <laughs> or do whatever the people want you to do right so that was you know a form of resiliency in my recent life there have been many. Throughout my life, I, I I don't see that as one individual thing because it's the way I live. I, I, I it's not something that I that I actually maybe acknowledge uh, regularly. It's mm-hmm. just because this is this is who I am, right? So I live it. But now we're we're talking and reflecting on it, so I could probably take the whole show on resiliency. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, there's there's books and books written on resilience. I I just I always find it interesting to learn from others who have been through, you know, look, we all go through challenging times, right? Some people, those challenging times can can absolutely destroy them, right? Can make their lives miserable and it makes it very difficult to rebound and come back from. Other people thrive in situations like that through the tough times, right? They show themselves that they're capable of doing more. They're capable of growing. They're capable of, of having the courage to continue to move forward. And I, and I always find that, that just so interesting to learn someone else's story because I think there's great lessons in there, right? Great lessons that can be imparted on all of us that no matter what our circumstances are, no matter what we have, what we've come across, there are things that we can do to continue to move forward. It may not be pretty. It may not be exactly as maybe we had in, we had envisioned it, but we can still find a path forward. So thank you for sharing that. I, I do appreciate that. And I, and I would love at this point to maybe go back in time a bit. I would love to hear a little bit about your, your backstory. So, you know, before the, the mics were on, you know, we were just kind of chatting briefly, and I, I understand that you you were actually born in California, and you lived in the Miami area before coming to Flagler County, I believe, and was it 2013? Yeah, around that time. Around 2013. That was a, it was initially an experiment. Our kids were coming to the point where they were going to school age, so we still maintain our residence in, in Miami, okay. but we because uh, we still have businesses down there, but we came up here to see, hey, could we make this change? Because it's very hard to move from one area where you've planted roots and then just up and say, hey, we're going somewhere else, right? Absolutely. Especially for my wife, that was a hard transition, but it's it's something I felt our family needed um, to, 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 for the betterment of our future. Very so. good. So how many years were you in California before moving to the Miami. Area. It, it was it was most of my youth uh, through <clears throat> through high school okay. and uh, short work period there as well until I was transferred out to to South Florida for a company I worked for out there. But it was a great upbringing in California. Uh, I I grew up in Southern California, Orange County, a very conservative county, and um, but it was it was a great 
upbringing, you know, that the weather there is amazing and uh, the beaches are wonderful. Um, but I, I, most of my adult life, I lived in Miami. Okay. So let, let's stay in the formative years here for a moment or two in, in Southern California. And when you think about your, your early life and your upbringing, what was one, obviously many, many, many valuable lessons, but what was one of the most valuable lessons that you learned from your mother early in life that you still carry with you? Yeah, good question because uh both my I had I have two amazing parents and really grateful for them in my life and my mother um is a woman that I would say practiced resiliency <laughs> because uh she's a woman that truly lived out her vows for better or for worse because it's like every family uh especially a family uh, uh of a of a father who and a husband who was an entrepreneur uh you have some ups and downs and and peaks and valleys and and she always stayed the course and uh but I would say more than words than her actions were more than her words it was that keeping the family together, being there for her children, guiding us through, you know, adolescent, uh, situations. Right. And, and to this day is still there for me. So there are many encouraging words. My mom may have said along the way to help me, but it was her presence and her involvement in both, um, my sister and eyes and my brother's life. Yeah. I love that. And let me ask you the same question about your dad. So you mentioned that your dad was a, is an entrepreneur, was an entrepreneur. And so what, what was one of the more valuable lessons that you learned from, from your dad early in life? Yeah, my dad was not is, it, it was an entrepreneur. He's retired now. Um, but uh, I watched him do some amazing things, things that many people uh, probably would not take on in their life. And he's had various successes, but he was never afraid to, to go for it. Right. And one of the most valuable lessons I, I can say my father passed on to me is number one, no one owes you anything. Uh, you, you are not entitled to anything. You need to go out and earn it and you need to, to, to make something of yourself. And that comes in many different forms. Right. A lot of people think it's all about, oh, I've got to be the latest business tycoon to, to live up to that statement. No, it means being the best you can be in the situation that you are in the workplace that you are in where you are serving, be the best. I think, uh, his simple saying was, if you're going to be a ditch digger, be the best ditch digger that you can be. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that's great insight because there's so much in there. And I think today it, what, what adds to the challenge with social media, with everything being in your face, we look at other people and we fall into that comparison trap. And we all do it, right? Of course. Many of us don't want to admit it, but the reality is we all do. And we think that, wow, somebody else has got it all figured out and I don't, right? How come they're able to be their best and I'm sitting here not, you know, not at that same level? And so I think I, I love the... I love the, the the advice there to be the best that you can be, right? Don't be like somebody else. Be the best that you can be and keep 
pouring and investing in yourself so you can learn new skills and you can level up and become the best version of yourself. Yeah, and that is true. And I think there is a, a challenge with the younger generation. Some of the influences that they have now in front of them, which is a choice, but they, they choose to, to do it. And it's a lot of pressure to be on social media and all that. Um, but we didn't necessarily have that in that way. But we had our own and, and you know, we had lifestyles rich and famous, right? Sure, absolutely. That's <laughs> and true. who didn't want to live in a mansion or have a private jet, right? So, I mean, again, it's, it's it, and, and, and uh, you know, it's not by, I think when you're venturing out for young people, they shouldn't be focusing on being rich, but maybe building wealth. And wealth can be in many forms. And um, that is something that I think the focus needs to be put on. Um, And and also, there's going to be time to do all the things you want to do if you seek to build wealth. Uh, I see in the younger generation right now, it seems they want to live their best life now. Because they have what FOMO, fear of missing out, or something along those lines. That's it. And uh, so they 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 miss that opportunity to build, um, to start somewhere, right? And um, and and build their success, right? So that at some point they can get to that freedom, that financial freedom, where they can take that time and enjoy this amazing uh, creation that is Earth. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is so true. Great, great words right there. Well, Will, we are going to take a quick break here to thank our amazing sponsors. You're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat. Don't you go anywhere. We will be right back. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves more than just average. It deserves flatter media. We specialize in innovative and dynamic marketing solutions tailored for mid-sized businesses with ambitious goals. Our team of experts are dedicated to helping you stand out from the crowd, drive growth, and elevate your brand. Ready to take your marketing to new heights? Choose Flagler Media, where we turn great ideas into remarkable results. Visit us at flagmedia.com or call us at 386-227-6477. Flagler Media, exceptional marketing for exceptional businesses. This is Jay Shear. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur trying to figure out how to improve and achieve greater results? If so, I'm speaking to you. I provide the tools, coaching, and accountability you need to gain clarity around your personal and professional goals, remove the excuses holding you back, build the mindset, leadership skills, and proven strategies to grow your business and become the best version of yourself. To learn more or to apply for my coaching services, call 904-236-0431 or visit jshearbusinessconsulting.com. There's no business like show business like no business I know. Visit the Fitzgerald Performing Arts Center at Flagler Auditorium. We're about to release our new season of professional touring shows. Visit our website at flaglerentertainment.com. Sign up for our newsletter. You can be the first to know about our shows and special offers. And remember, every time you buy a ticket to a show, you support the performing arts in Flagler schools and you support our local economy. All right, we're back. And again, you're listening to Business Minds Coffee Chat. And I am in the studio today with my very special guest, Will Furry. We're having a great conversation. We've been learning a bit about Will's backstory and and just some really great information here. We're going to continue the conversation. And I well, I, I, you know, as you were telling me a bit about your your backstory, growing up, lessons learned from your mom and your dad. 
I, you know, it made me think about uh, about things that we believe about ourselves. You know, we all have different beliefs, and you know, sometimes those are limiting beliefs, and sometimes they're empowering beliefs, right? So, I'm curious, what is something that you believed about yourself early in life that you discovered later wasn't true? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, you know, I was very determined at a young age to to reach success, right? And some of these uh, things I spoke about earlier uh, uh, that I'm encouraging some of the, the, the youth today, I didn't if I if I knew then what I knew now, kind of a situation, and I, you know I was striving. You know I had set high goals for myself, and I and I was determined to achieve them. And so I chose a different path um, when it came to education after high school. Um, I moved on into, and I was able to get a, a really great job, moved in to become a real estate appraiser. So it was, was doing very well and then moved up in business. Um, and then it started to grow financially and in, 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 um, in, in wealth and, and everything. And at a young age, I achieved a lot. And, I, uh, so, but I had not gone through the cycles of life yet, uh, especially those that, that come with economic changes. And so I had thought, I had reached a level where I was like, I'm, I'm, I made it like for my age, like this is good. I, it's going to be, it's going to be a smooth ride for the rest of my life. You got right? it all figured yeah, out. Didn't uh, you? Yeah. And I did. And it was being naive and, and, and not realizing that, uh, the good times don't last forever. And, um, so I paid a pretty hard lesson for that back in the 2008 bubble. It was perfect storm for me financially. And, uh, cause I was in, in mortgage banking. Um, my investments were in real estate and, the rents supported those investments. So it just totally collapsed. <laughs> but that was, some would say, you know, uh, that might have been a failure or that might have been, um, you know, a devastating moment. And may, those emotions may have played, but honestly, it was the opportunity of a lifetime. Explain. Well, what that allowed me to do is to reinvent myself. Um, because after spending a decade in the mortgage banking business, I had to now stretch myself in other ways uh, because I had to support my family and uh, and our lifestyle, which that obviously was uh, diminishing <laughs> and, overnight, right? And so, uh, but it helped me. That part of it helped me start to realize what was more important and get my priorities straight, mm-hmm. right? And then it allowed me to venture off into. Um, starting up some really interesting businesses and um, with varying successes. And it was, it was a great journey, but more so in this moment of finding myself at a low financially, I still had my amazing wife who ha- has supported me all the way through this, no matter what. Uh, we, at that time, we, another layer of pressure at that time, we were pregnant with our first child and, and it was like, oh my gosh, what else could, you know, be pile onto this. Right. And, uh, but it was, uh, we got through it and, um, my wife and I have been partners in, in everything we do, including our business. And we've had a lot of fun doing a few startups, uh, over the years. And, uh, and, um, so yeah, that, that was really, uh, and it was a moment when I really truly turned a corner with my faith and understood about surrendering what surrendering meant to God in, in all facets of my life. Like I, I was more of a con, uh, I would say like, God here, you have this, but I'll hold on to this. Right. And, and, and this is goes to my faith because I, I, I lead, lead a, or try every day to lead a Christ centered life. And, um, 
that was a moment when I, I surrendered my finances, I surrendered these things, and I have to do it daily. Uh, surrendered my ego and my pride, and I just go down the list, right? And I, and I still struggle with all these things, right? But th- uh, after I made that these changes in my life, I saw things uh, differently, and I saw my path changing. Mm. So. Wow, that's uh, that that's beautiful. But you know, as you were telling me this story, that those those words that you used to describe yourself started to come out again, right? Having the the resilience, being determined, having that level of positivity, right? And being optimistic about even though things might be tough right now, being optimistic about the future, right? I can create a new path. I can reinvent myself, right? There are things that I can do differently. It's going to look different than it had been, but it, look, I've got to be able to continue to move forward. And it my belief is that it's going to actually be better than it had been before. Right. And I'm a so, little more cautiously and strategically optimistic. I, right? You know what? Less, great lessons right? learned. And, I love that. And I think it was Warren Buffett. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. But uh, it was optimism is the worst enemy of a prudent investor. I think it was some words like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can definitely see Mr. Buffett saying something like that. So you mentioned your your wife a couple of times. So tell me, how did you and Jamie meet? Wow, that is a very interesting story. I, I'll try and summarize that. Please. My wife's from Lincoln, Nebraska, mm-hmm. and she had uh, just uh, she's a corn husker. She had just graduated from UNL, uh, and um, the she she'd gotten a job at the Miami Herald, and her dream was to move to out of. Lincoln, small town, and you know, it is their capital, but it's still a small town. Uh, and she got a job in Miami Herald and she went and interviewed for it. And literally, she said, I don't just because I live far away doesn't mean I can't start right away. And they hired her and she, they said, be here on Monday. So she packed up a truck with her uncle and her mom and they drove to Miami. They needed a place to live. And at that time, I had had a house. Uh, that I had converted one of the bedrooms into an efficiency. And so one morning on a Saturday early, like seven o'clock, my phone rings and this lady calls up, says, Hey, I need a place to live. And I saw you have this rental. And so she uh, ended up coming down there. She uh, tried to negotiate. I saw all of her furniture in the driveway and I said, no, price is firm. And she took it anyways. So uh, long story short, we we became fast friends and then it grew into a, a beautiful relationship that blossomed into a marriage. Wow. And at our wedding, it was kind of funny that the, um, the, the videographer asked us to explain the story separately and then he spliced in our answers differently. Okay. And, um, at the at the he had asked about the rental thing and I said yeah it's pretty crazy to think I could have lost the love of my life for fifty dollars a month on the rent that I wouldn't negotiate with. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story. So so at what point did you stop charging her rent? <laughs> it, uh, as she was saying that uh, when we would go out on dates I would get to her door too quickly it was not enough time for her to get ready so it was time for her to move out and find her own place. <laughs> oh that is so good. So. In two words, what would you say what what would you use to describe Jamie? Just give me two words. I would say just loving, encouraging, trustworthy, kind. I, I mean, I could just keep going. Jamie, if you're listening to this right now, you know, I asked Will for two words. And he's just continuing <laughs> a, to deliver more She's a and rock more. star. I just can't. I can't keep it in two words. <laughs> uh, well, that's that's fantastic. Well, you're you're obviously a very fortunate man. I, I am. I'm <laughs> blessed every day. I thank the Lord uh, for uh, her. <laughs> I love that. So what is one of the most difficult decisions that you've made 
in the pursuit of the person who you are today? Yeah, you know, I, I, I'll go back to my faith. And I think um, that's important because that really is what it defines me and uh, is, is my North Star. And, uh, you know, I was a believer of Christ early on. I'd say I could say teenage years accepted Jesus, right? But didn't know what it looked like to follow him. And it wasn't until, honestly, until about 40 that I understood the difference between believing and following. Mm. And that was a defining moment in my life. Something changed uh, in in every facet, right? And um, so I would, if you had to, if I had to pin it to a, a pivotal point, that is it. Cause yes. so, so the most dif- difficult decision then was what making the decision to understand the difference between be- believing and following or what was the decision? Right. The decision was to stop leading the life that I wanted, but start pursuing a life that God wanted for me ah, okay. and stop building my kingdoms and start um, supporting his. Okay. And, and that, th- I think that was something that was hard because I have always had lofty goals and wanted to get there and, and still were holding on to some of those things and wanted to go back to where I was before. Um, but you know, after I had made those changes, God has blessed me beyond any measure that I, I could imagine. Um, so, uh, I, I I've let, I almost kind of see that as that was, you know, Will 1.0 and that Will 2.0 happened at that, at that, at that moment. Got it. Understood. Well, and thank that's you. a journey on it, its own. It's not, that wasn't just like snap your fingers sure. and everything. It's, it's, it's a, it's a new journey, right? A- absolutely. So day, so. Well, thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. So what are one to two big, bigger questions that you're asking yourself today, bigger questions that you're contemplating? Wow, that's that's an interesting question. Um, bigger questions that I'm contemplating. Yeah, you know, I I don't really know how to answer that question. To be quite honest with you, Jay, because I really believe that we 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 plan for tomorrow, but you know, God guides my path, and so I live for today because today has enough troubles. Uh, so we don't need to worry about tomorrows, right? And so I really take it day by day. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't plan for the future, right? I have vision and I see places that I'd like to go. But as I mentioned earlier in time past, where I have put too much stock in these visions saying that this is my path and I'm going to do everything to get there. It's clear I'm sure others could relate in the audience that when we, the paths that we thought that we were going to lead in our life, um, they look different today than we thought back then, right? Um, So I don't really know how to say that what questions I might be pondering um, because I believe that the wisdom will be provided for me as I'm, I need it. Mm, that's so interesting. Okay. So as we are wrapping up our conversation, Will, I would love it if you would leave all of us with a challenge. What would you challenge us to do? Well, as a community, you know, I would challenge us to get more involved, uh, more involved in service. And that might look differently to everybody, but 
a community grows when we work together. And we always say they should do that or why don't they do that? Well, you know, that might be your calling to say it's time for me to pick up that torch and carry it and have people follow me in that effort. Um, or it might be to seek who's doing that and join them to make it happen. Mm, that's a good one. What a great challenge. Thank you for sharing that with all of us. And Will, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on Business Minds Coffee Chat. I really enjoyed this conversation and getting to know you a little bit better. I appreciate you being candid with us and and just being open to exploring lots of different areas. And I'm grateful for you. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Jay. I enjoyed it myself. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. And for all of you, thank you so very much for tuning into Business Minds Coffee Chat. We'll be back next Saturday morning at 830. And until then, keep learning and growing and keep doing the work to reach your potential. Take care, everybody. 